This is a podcast by The Straits Times. Some call it ambitious, others call it a pipe dream. Whatever your take on it is, what is for certain is that the government's announcement of the Unleash the Raw national project is the biggest local football announcement for over 20 years. Hello and welcome to ST Sports Talk, our rebranded sports podcast where we bring you the biggest sports talking points and interviews with sports personalities every month. My name is Azali Abdulaziz and my co-host today is Lee Yu Lin. This is the first of a three-part series we have with the two men that will be spearheading the Unleash the Raw push to lift Singapore football standards. They are Mr. Lim Tek Yin, Chief Executive Officer of National Sports Agency Sports Singapore and Mr. Bernard Tan, Deputy President of the Football Association of Singapore. We have an ecosystem, but I think one glaring flaw perhaps in the system is perhaps... Uh, a culture of excellence seems to be missing. And I think for any project, for um, any campaign to succeed, there must be a culture of excellence, right? Um, I saw in some of the publicity materials, there was also talk of character development, right? So um, how is FAS planning to fix this? You know, How are you going to introduce, develop a culture of excellence Um, with all your various cohorts that will take us through and ensure that your project is uh, doesn't not, not only succeeds but is also sustainable in the long run. Bernard? Okay, so let me start first with the footballers that we want to come enter to the pipeline. I think the two criteria you need from the footballers, actually three. The first is he must have the hunger. And to, that, to have the hunger, we need to raise the bar to aim high. Uh, in a recent engagement we had with kids and their parents, all under 12, uh, every kid was asked, what is your football ambition? Every single one of them wanted to play overseas. Everyone. So, and that's obviously something that's very, very encouraging because they're not just aiming, you know, for domestic excellence. They're looking for international excellence. And that's the kind of level we need. With that, they need the hunger. And that's the attitude to work and the commitment to work. And if the parents have the same commitment, I think that's a very powerful starting point. That's the first thing. Uh, the second thing we need, obviously, is excellent coaching pathways that enable the kid to actually reach that kind of level, international level. Now, that is something that we need to also enhance. Obviously, our current ecosystem is not producing the players of international level. I set a lot of challenges to many of the academies. I'll give you an example of the sports school, right? The challenge for the sports school is to try to get a player of international repute, right? So they have to lift their game. They have to analyze why they're not able to do this and make the changes so that we are able to form an ecosystem that produces that kind of championship levels. So there's a lot of investment take place, but you are right. It requires athletes. It requires you know, the coaching eco- ecosystem to actually develop champions. I would want to say that there's no shortcut to excellence. And what do I mean by that? It has got to be exemplified from generation to generation. If we think that this is a worthwhile project and everybody's saying we want to do this, then it starts with the senior national team being exemplary, uncompromising about the expected behavior, attitude, and work ethic. I think the current national coach signaled that very clearly in the last couple of years, where he was prepared to drop players who demonstrated a lack of commitment. I think we all 
recall the disappointing outing that the SEA Games 2019 team had, the, dis- the type of disciplinary problems. I think the FAS, the players, and certainly Sport SG takes a stand that with Unleash the Raw, we must be uncompromising from the top all the way to the bottom with respect to what this stands for and what we mean when we say we are going to be serious-minded about this. But as many high-performance coaches will attest, the work of getting a player to the right mind, in the right spirit, is not just done on the field. There is a lot of effort that needs to be put in off the field. Without exception, every high-performance coach I've spoken about with respect to their athlete has told me that the hardest work is in a quiet corner, in a room, talking with the player, asking the athlete, why do you really want this? And what are you prepared to do and give to chase your dreams? And we're doing this for the entire team. So how we align our coaches, how we put in place a system of mentoring, especially for young athletes who have a long journey ahead, how we work with parents is going to be very important. And I think there's no shortcut to this, but the values which we espouse that get behind Unleash the Raw will have to be very clear. If you like what you're hearing so far, do subscribe to our podcast ST Sports Talk on your favorite audio apps, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Like us and rate us. Now back to our show with CEO of Sport SG, Lim Tae In, and FAS Deputy President, Bernard Tan. I think, Bernard, you brought up a, a very good point about you know coaches needing to be an example and leading the way. And for football, it seems like... Uh, we need almost a 180 shift in mindset. Uh. You know, for example, there, there are FIFA seminars which coaches attend and then, you know, during the break, they go outside the stadium to smoke. You know, coaches doing this, you know, and that's, you know, it starts from them. You know, this, this kind of, like you mentioned, a culture, behavior and so on. Is there enough time to have this huge shift in mindset and, and culture in football? It's, it's almost a societal mindset, right? You know, if you're talking about, because it's, you're talking about your entire ecosystem. Yeah, it's the right. entire ecosystem. Yeah, it's your entire so is there ecosystem, enough time right? to change so many aspects of the, this ecosystem? Bernard? Well, if you ask me, I think, you know, we this this project offers a, a, a tremendous push, right, for the ecosystem to upgrade itself. First, we are going to enhance the numbers. So we are looking at fresh en- entrants, fresh entrants of people who are coming into the industry with a fresh mindset. Um, we're looking at younger people entering to ecosystems. Many players who maybe are reaching the end of their careers now may choose to co- come into the ecosystem, this time as coaches, mentors, things, things that they have experienced uh, through their playing careers. Um, they may be a very, very good seedbed in which we can generate new, new thinking in, in the game. But you are right. So overall, we are going to be much more demanding of our coaches as role models and examples, we are going to be much more demanding in how they train. Uh, I think it's no longer good to say this is how I did it, but to understand the science and the development pathways that are used by the uh, academies that are best in the world. 
right? How do I develop a striker? How do I make sure that his ratio of shots to goals is less than five, you know, per goal? Right now, maybe we're doing 12, right? How do I bring it down? There is data, there is science, there is a method in which you can actually train a striker to actually be better. Are we doing it? I think that kind of technical questions is the kind of coach education I'm looking for far beyond just being a role model. So the demands that we're going to put on the coaches are going to be uh, quite extraordinary. I feel that obviously in order to bring us there, we will have to bring in expertise that we don't have in the ecosystem right now. And some of that will have to take place. And obviously to... uh, eventually percolate to the local community so that we can actually raise the overall local standard as well. What are the numbers of coaches you're looking at? Because I, we have the numbers for players that you're looking at, 2,000 per cohort and mm. so on. But in terms of coaches and the quality of coaches that you have just outlined, right? Mm. what kind of numbers are you looking at and how are you actually going to get them? So, well, the numbers actually are in the deck that we have, we've, we've circulated. But I'll just give you a little bit of the thinking of how it became aware of the numbers. So if you think, you know, for kids, they, and they really require a lot more attention, right? When you are young kids, you also want them to play small-sided games so that they can actually touch the ball a lot more. Maybe the ratio of a grassroots advisor and coach to kids is about 10. 1 to 10, right? One guy looks after 10 kids. When you get to a much advanced level, maybe that ratio turns to 15 to 20. So you can actually do the mathematics. If we want 3,000 children playing per cohort, and if you have 10, you need 300 coaches. But obviously, they're not playing simultaneously, so that kind of works out you know, to how many coaches you actually need. My own estimate by using that kind of back of the envelope is we need about 500 coaches throughout the whole ecosystem. Now, you're right, then they don't all have to be, you know, AFC class A. At the lower level, generally, a grassroots coach is more than sufficient. But as you go through the elite pathway, the minimum we want is a B, an AFC B coach. So from the age of 13 onwards to 17, when they're trying to lead the elite pathway, we want a minimum of B. We'd like it to be an A, but that obviously requires time and we need to transit to that, that uh, position. What makes this plan different from the others that have come before? We've had various plans over the years, uh, most notably Goal 2010, of course. So what what is different about this plan? Take in. I think we have, under Vision 2030, always looked towards using sport as a strategy for Singapore, for nation building, for building and strengthening the bonds in our society, and for using sport as a platform for people to come together with the shared aspirations and go through a journey together uh, as a shared experience. Football, most widely participated sport in Singapore. Football, most watched sport in Singapore. People interested to play football throughout their lifetimes. And I would dare say that increasingly we are seeing girls wanting to play football. So as one of the major team sports in Singapore today, a project like this will certainly go a long way to galvanize communities, societies, and stakeholders to come together, to work together, to fill the national stadium and bring back a Kalang Ro. That's what we're looking for. And there goes the final whistle for our chat. We hope you enjoyed listening to us. Uh, thank you once again, uh, Mr. Lim Tae-in and Mr. Bernard Tan for your time with us. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. 
That's a wrap for the first of our three podcast episodes on Singapore's new Unleash the Raw Football Project. You can search for our show, ST Sports Talk, on demand on your favourite audio apps, Apple Podcasts, Spotify and Google Podcasts. Like us and rate us. That was an SPH podcast by The Straits Times. Find us on Spotify, Apple or Google Podcasts or streaming on Google Home. Do feedback to us at podcast.sbh.com.sg. You can also check out more podcasts on various topics at The Straits Times, The Business Times and Money FM 89.3.